just came here to tell you that I confessed to my wife about that kiss. Oh, so, um, Umjeli Rubonis? Yes, Umjeli. And what did she say? You can go and tell your boss that I am not afraid of him, okay? His threats mean nothing to me. You and him mean nothing. Seventeen minutes after eight o'clock, uh, starring alongside Hlomla Dandala in this clip is our profile guest, multi-award winning actress Khomuto Christopher, who joins us this morning. Khomuto, very good morning to you. Welcome to Weekend Breakfast. Good morning, Googs. You took me way back, way back in time. <laughs> back into time. <laughs> that, 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 of course, was your role as Yvonne on, uh, on Scandal. Yes, it was indeed. She, she very, was such very, an interesting um, character, I think. Uh, it looked like a lot of fun to play her. I mean, I, I don't know what went into her, but the times where I saw you playing her, it always looked like such a an interesting character to play. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was the one character that um, most people didn't know I had a funny bone or had a crazy side. <laughs> yeah. Most characters that I play are quite serious, you know, you know, quite measured and quite calm. And so Yvonne allowed me to showcase the other side, the crazy KG Christopher side mm. um, through Yvonne. And um, she was very um, w- well, well designed. And I had an incredible cast, an incredible um, actors to play against to to kind of showcase and highlight um, a different side to me as an actress. Mm. And so you say, you know, a lot of the characters that you played were quite measured, quite serious. Um, you know, even just thinking of the character, excuse me, of Dineo Prince, uh, Dineo Price in um, The right. Legacy, you know, very kind of statuesque, um, very yes. regal. <laughs> and is that right. because those are the kinds of roles you go for? You, you like playing the kind of role? Or are those the kind of roles that find you is it kind of yeah so so how does it how does it end up that you not that you've played the same character but they all have a certain i guess air of a a trend or yes they're kind of related there's there's like there's like an echo of different characters i think first of all just to um dispel the myth that as actors um, especially in this country, we get a million scripts and we're like, I turn this down, I do this, I don't do that. A lot of people are like, oh, she must just, you know, get those roles and she's turning that down and not taking this. And she always takes these roles. There are very few roles for black women, female actresses in South Africa and in general. The industry is very, very small. And so um, I'm very fortunate that I do get work that I say, this is something that I would like to do to showcase a different side of my craft. So whatever role I take on, as few of the roles that there are out there, I take it on because I know that it's something that's different, that will stretch me in a different way as an actor. Of course, ironically, people will look at me and say, God, she's always playing this like rich wife, married to a rich um, husband. And I've actually only ironically played a rich wife in only three shows. But I guess perhaps those are, you know, for instance, YV was not married to a rich, wasn't a rich housewife like Dino Price. Mm-hmm. It's quite different. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, there's, an, there's a parallel and that people always perhaps remember maybe Agatha Hosebego, who's married to like a rich mining mogul. And um, but the rest of the roles I've ever done, actually, I'm not a rich wife. I'm not a snob. But um, I somehow always um, come across as that actress who always gets the role of like a rich housewife. Yeah. 
that's why Yvonne was so different because she was a hustler. You know, mm. she was marrying this guy today, done with that guy tomorrow. She was gambling with this guy tomorrow, today. And so that was quite refreshing and different because also I think it's in the writing. A lot of times um, the roles we receive, certain age group, female actress are quite um, stereotyped. And so um, we don't have the breadth of of um, character writing, I think, in this country that allows us to one minute you're in like a Bond movie, next minute you're like um, a, a, a homeless person as a woman. You literally get stereotyped in terms of writing, I think. And then the, the, the challenge or not the challenge, but I guess um, what you do as an actress is to make sure that you define those roles. You know, we're all women, we're all mothers. Certainly the roles that I'm getting or I'm going up for to audition is how to make them different. Just like us as humans, you could be a mom, you could be a wife, you could have a husband. But what makes each person different in real life? And it's the same thing with the characters that you will receive and have to audition for. So, yes, I do agree with people saying, gosh, she's always like a rich wife. But um, do you know Price being a rich wife is not Katla Khosibeko being a rich wife. Yeah. It's definitely not yeah. Lucinda Mudise of Champions being a rich wife. Mm-hmm. How do make those characters unique. Yeah. And so, I mean, the big news is that uh, on the 14th of March, you're going to make your debut on one of the biggest shows in the country, Generations The Legacy. Tell us about your character. Whoa, my goodness. So this is, we're going to be introducing Kiabetsui, Kiabetsui Muloi, otherwise known as Kiabetsui Muloi, cousin to Karabo Moroka, the Morocco family. Mm-hmm. So she's a cousin. Yes, she's a cousin to Garabo Morocco. She's twin sister to uh, uh, Kumo Morocco, who is um, already on the show, played by my dear friend, Aubrey Bohr. And um, I, I said to the wardrobe department um, a few weeks ago, I said, my goodness, it's the first time I come for a fitting and I don't have to fit a ring on my ring finger. Uh-huh. So to all those people out there who say, oh, you're always playing a married person. No, this character is definitely not married. So you can calm down <laughs> and we can meet Kia, who is a philanthropist. She is a woman who, um, she's been through a lot um, in terms of her 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 background and her upbringing. And so it's a different side to the Moroccas. We know the Morocco family are very wealthy. They've had perfect lives. They have um, everything that they need is set out for them. And um, Gia comes in on the other side as a cousin who's had a very rough upbringing and um, she's changed her life. She's turned around her traumas in life to um, to do good and give back. And so she's quite a different character. I've never really played a character like that. She's quite a softy. She's strong, but, um, you know, she's quite altruistic and she's definitely not married. Can I say that again? <laughs> she is unmarried. <laughs> Guys, so we can stop saying, Mother Christopher is always like a married rich woman. And yeah. um, I would say um, certainly where we are in the storyline, um, She's definitely actually one of the closest characters that I've played that are close to to me outside of not being married in terms of her sensibilities and all of that. And she's like a yin and yang um, of her twin brother. People who've been watching Generations know that Aubrey is playing the character of Kumo, who's, who's quite a, he's a piece of work. Yeah. You know, he's quite crazy. 
he's quite menacing, he's quite dangerous. And and the twin sister is the Yan, is the opposite who who grounds him, who's the soft side. And so that that's quite lovely. I know people are like, is she a villain? And um, I don't know what the the, it's, it, the story um, liners have, um, you know, in store for her. But for now, she does come in as the very opposite of a very menacing and dangerous twin brother. Yeah, because that was going to be my yeah. question. Is she? Because as you were describing her, she sounds like quite a decent person. Like she's a a nice person. She's very decent. But she's I was going nice to person. ask, you know, like does, she, does she have a bit of like, you know, does she have a bit of shade to her, a bit of darkness, or maybe you know, for now, as you say, she is meant to be yeah. the light to her brother's not so light. Right. She really, really is. I think what viewers will see when she comes in is that she's the complete opposite. Like if you know twins, they're either identical or like completely opposite. They are like a yin and yang, which is, I've been saying that to people to say, we don't know. We don't know because that's the beauty of story, right? We don't know a few months down the line, um, something happens that triggers um, the switch in the twins or certainly a certain side of her given her background and her upbringing and the trauma she's gone through to bring out a different side to her. But basically the twins, um, what I can say, have a backstory that's quite traumatic, that's quite difficult. And um, just like we are, in, you know, um, as humans, as people, how you react to a trauma and a situation is always different. So some people have trauma and um, it, it creates a certain sensibility in them that makes them become the monsters that they ran away from. And I think mm. that's Kumo. Whereas when, you, when you're talking about gear, it's the opposite. It's to say the trauma that I went through is going to make me the kind of person who's going to ensure that no one else experiences what I experienced. And that is their, that, that, that is their tale. And that is the, the um, I guess, the contradiction between the two, um, the twins. Mm. And which is lovely. It's a, it's, a, it's a lovely, lovely contradiction between um, the both of them as twins and um, for me as a character as well. It's very, very soft and delicate, delicate soul. Um, I think it's quite interesting that, of course, you've done, you know, some really, really big shows. You've worked on Isidingo, you've worked on Scandal. But does it feel different to be doing Generations The Legacy? Because, of course, that is, you know, one of the biggest shows in the country. Does it feel different or is it you know regardless of whether it is um, a show like generations that it is all the same there's i guess this idea that an actor prepares um you will approach it in exactly the same way or, or is there a very different feeling given the magnitude of this role or certainly the show so um it's it's a tricky it's an interesting question because um my, you know, my breakout role in the industry was at SABC, mm-hmm. you know, it was on national, you know, broadcaster. Ironically, the first major role I ever auditioned for was actually on Generations. I'd just come back um, from Cape Town studying and I auditioned for Generations. I didn't get the role, ironically. <laughs> and a few weeks later, I auditioned for Isidigo and I got into Isidigo. And so it's, it's, it's quite, it's almost like a full circle moment because of course, as you say, Generations is, you know, it's in homegrown. It's one of the biggest shows in the country. It's the oldest, um, soapy, in fact, um, in the country. And so it's, it's interesting because that's where I thought I would break into the industry when I went to that audition all those years ago, just, um, post, um, graduate, um, 
And I didn't get that role, but here I am almost, I guess, I would say at the height or the prime of my career. And I'm back there where I started. Yeah. And so it is that interesting, yeah, to go back. I know the world, um, it's a very small industry, as I say, so I've worked with a lot of the cast and the crew. And so it's almost like a homecoming. It really is like a homecoming. Um, of course, have not been on a soapy format in about five years or so. Um, but it feels very comfortable. It feels very natural um, because, in fact, outside and after Scandal, um, most people have seen me, you know, with the series, with Netflix. Um, but generally, I've been in the soapy world. So it is quite interesting to be back in the soapy format, in the multicam format, in the studio format. Um, and so, yes, it's been lovely. I've had a beautiful welcome back home from SABC and from um, the cast and crew that I do work with. And I've, you know, we'd see each other in the corridors, even if I was on Isidengo. I know the cast, I know the crew, mm. a lot of crew are still there. So it, it really feels quite uh, um, quite natural. It's, it's just quite a natural fit for me at this point um, to be there. It doesn't feel awkward, it doesn't feel strange. And so, yeah, I think for the audience it's quite interesting because I've gone from SABC to an ETV show and back to SABC. Yeah. Um, but that, that that is the nature of our industry is that it is that small that you're going to cross the river a couple of times. Mm. You're going to be crossing the same river in different ways and in different parts of that journey as an actor and the journey of the river. And so, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very happy to, to be there and to join them as well. Do you remember what role you auditioned for initially for Generations? Um, it was it was a role of, in fact, I remember who in fact got the role. It was a beautiful Miss, I think, former Miss South Africa or Miss Teen South Africa, Yes. And it was a um, a very short storyline and that they'd hoped to build. And it was, she was going to be, a, I think it was a partnership between Capitec and Generations. And so she was going to be like coming in as um, a financial woman who is going into corporate and trying to create deals with the Morocco family. And, you know, every I say everything happens for a reason. Yeah. That probably was not the time for me to be on Generations. And clearly this this is now the time to be on Generations. Yeah. Did you, I mean, for many of us, um, you know, Generations was kind of a staple. You know, 8 o'clock is 8 o'clock. Um, and I know right. quite a number of people who ended up going into journalism or marketing because of the influence of the show, because it's always been around kind yeah. of these advertising agencies. And did you watch the show growing up? Was it a thing that played in your household? <laughs> um, you know, I just actually got a memory that was triggered by what you just said. Also then remembering what a dear childhood friend of mine said, when I said I first auditioned for Generations as a professional postgraduate, I in fact auditioned for Generations as it started. Mm -hmm. There was a daughter of the Morocco family and I, my first audition, I was still a kid, I was 13, was actually Generations. Um, a sister of mine, cousin of mine was auditioning for Garabum, um, Tina Jaikwa's role actually. And um, she said, oh, but they're also looking for a 13-year-old. And I think I was 13 and I went to audition for Generations because at that point, Generations was starting. It hasn't even gone on air. But what we saw was 
um, the first aspirational show um, that represented us as black people so differently from the TV1, TV3, you know, um, TV1, 2, 3 days. And it became a household, became a staple. And yes, that's what we would watch. You know, we went from watching Loving and Days of Our Lives. Mm, Santa Barbara. uh, Yes, yes, Santa Barbara, (laughs) right? To watching a homegrown show with inspirational families, the Morocco family. And it it obviously grew and changed and transformed how we looked at ourselves Mm. also as black people and how we represented stories and reflected on stories of black people on television. It really was one of those landmark um, shows to transition us into where now it's it's quite commonplace that of course you've got a family that's rich, of course you've got a family that um, is about like an agency, an advertising agency, all of that, as you're saying, the influence of saying there's a career in advertising, an advertising agency run by a black family that was generations and of course it's transformed and transitioned as the country has changed as well and so yes yes absolutely yes i can't say none of us um can, can say you've never watched generations yeah whatever age and it was definitely when i grew up was one of those shows as i say i auditioned for it when i was 13 and got to the point where it was a household um place where you like if i ever ever got onto a show I would love to be on Generations. It's reach, the demographics, the LSM, the percentage that it gets in terms of viewership. It is huge. And that in over, I think it's about, um, I would say, I think it's 30 years, 28, 30 years. Um, it's still quite a, a strong product and a strong um, content driver in this country mm. and because it still reflects who we are. And I think for me, it's also beautiful because I feel because it's the longest and the oldest soapy, it's really um, reflected all the different um, time periods um, of ourselves as a country, as a uh, as a nation. We've seen it all through generations. Back in the day, it was quite, you know, well, it was like, oh my goodness, these people, advertising agency, we had the first, what I would say, LGBTQI story coming on at some point in that era. And so I think it's also kept up with the times and how we've changed as a nation, as a country. Um, but yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, we all have some sort of memory of what influenced us um, from watching that show all yeah. those years ago. Joined on the line uh, by multi-award winning actress Humuta Christopher. She is our profile guest for this morning. Uh, Swing to her about the latest news that she will be joining Generations The Legacy next month and also getting to know her a little bit better. If you'd like to chat to Humuta or share your memories, your favorite roles. She's played uh, some pretty iconic roles on some of uh, the country's much-loved shows. Give us a call on 11 883 702 Send us an SMS on 31702 or you can send us a WhatsApp message or a voice note on 0727021702. Good morning, Googs. Good morning, Khomotso. Um, I'm calling in because I can't say I necessarily know Khomotso's work. I was I was in the US um, for about 20 years, but the surprise is when I saw her on the WhatsApp group for uh, St. Mary's, um, the African Queen's WhatsApp group. And so I realized she actually also went to St. Mary's. So from one old girl to another, I just want to say congratulations to you. Sometimes life does that. It's, um, 
delayed gratification but you are finally where you wanted to be a long time ago where you longed to be and finally god has said amen to that so uh congratulations to you and all the best with the show nogwazi walkerville the reason i ended up uh, doing marketing and advertising is because of watching generations from a young age i remember even in school the projects that we used to have would be for us to create advertising campaign for a certain product and then market it uh, and then we'll get marks from doing that and then i always my team uh, my group always got uh, the best results always came up number one number two uh, that was from watching generations back in the days i really loved it Cool. 15 minutes before 9 o'clock. You are still on your 702 weekend breakfast. And if you've just joined us, uh, just in time for the last part of our profile interview with our guest, multi-award winning actress Homuto Christopher, joining us on the line this morning. Homuto, a message from Nontutuzelo in Soweto says, Hi, Gogs. My role, my favorite role by Homuto is that of Yvonne at Scandal. I've not been watching Generations The Legacy for some time, but I'm going to watch again because I am Homuto's fan and I like her craft, which I think is such a lovely message. Oh, such heartwarming messages, Googs, hey? Very sweet, Um, Very, very sweet. Yes, I am an old girl. Very few people know that. I did go to St. Mary's. My daughter is at St. Mary's, so it's in the family, but it's so lovely to hear from um, our sisters. This is where our craft began. Um, I, I know... From a very early age, when I was at St. Mary's, we had an incredible drama department, incredible teacher who who, who really like nurtured us and um, and made us believe in our craft and that you know if that's your calling, if, if that's that's um, that's something that you feel you are called to do, which I believe as an artist, as an actor. Some of these things, it's just a calling. It started there. That yeah. was the foundation, St. Mary's School. And so, yes, thanks, Nogwazi, my sister, my sister in school from St. Mary's. And then to hear from um, the gentleman about the influence, as you were saying as well, marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not that we didn't have a marketing world or an advertising world that didn't exist at that point. It's that it was reflected back on shows like Generations, which is why we always say, Storytelling is very important, but more importantly, um, representation in storytelling is very important because you then get into a career or you see yourself in the roles that are portrayed by actors. So it's very, very important. And I think as a country, we've done very well in um, writing stories that our children and people who are watching our shows can see themselves in us and the stories we are portraying. And I think that's something that is is, is quite a, a, um, a special thing about our industry. People yeah. always say, oh my goodness, why wouldn't you work in Hollywood? Of course I'll work in Hollywood. But what's very important for me as a storyteller is being part of um, a storytelling world that reflects who I am, that children can look at me and say, oh my goodness, there's a person who's portraying, for instance, on Fatal Seduction, um, an academic, a lecturer, And so, wow, black women are also lecturers. It's not to say that there aren't any lecturers who are black, who are at UCT. I was a lecturer at WITS myself, personally. 
but that once it's represented, you're watching it at eight o'clock every morning, you are giving other people who are watching you the chance to see, to reflect, and to understand that this is something that I could reach into. I can be a marketer. I can be a lecturer. And so, yes, it's, it's, it's entertainment. It's not edutainment, certainly not generations, but certainly um, I would always say as artists, as story writers, we are the mirror or the mirror or a mirror to society. And so what we tell and the stories we write, especially for young black children on the continent, in this country, we have a very, very important role to play as storytellers. Yeah. And so it's not a surprise to me that people come back and they're like, oh my goodness, I used to watch Generations and I became a marketer mm. and it influenced me and my team, as the gent said, would do the best because just watching something at eight o'clock influences you in that way. And then you've got um, Undoto who's talking about YV scandal. I think it's really, as I said earlier on, people always thought that, um, you know, I'm just this serious person who's a snob from St. Mary's, I guess. <laughs> I think what they saw, what they saw on generations is that I'm from Tendisa, Mambisa, and I, I, I somehow um, read as that um, very rich, sophisticated lady. But YV was like, she brought the gas. They were like, Hunter, you are like this. I'm like, well, I'm not like this, but if there's a character that's like that, I can bring out the roots of who I am. I'm a girl from a township who was very blessed to have the opportunities to go to schools like St. Mary's. And my life experiences allow me to do any role that I need to do because I reach into my bringing, my upbringing, my background. So if you want me to be a queen, if you want me to be the queen of England, I will. But if you want me to be wretched, Give it, give it a look, Get you can do that too. <laughs> do that too. <laughs> and speaking of, you know, you know, you saying like whatever role, whatever the, I guess the role in the script demands you can do, is there still a role you are dying to play? You just think, I want this yeah. kind of character written for me so I can embody them and tell their story. Is there yeah. still a story you're dying to tell? There is. There is. Um, um, look, I've I've always said to people, I would love to be a Bond girl. I would love to be, you know, and I, I got that chance to be a Bond girl and investigator, you know, gun wielding um, on Tula, which was on SABC2 about six years ago. So she was an investigator. You know, she's like a simple lady um, running after criminals. That's wonderful. So I would love to play a Bond girl. But um, I think without saying or without um, specifying what what their role is, but I would love to play a stripped down character. Like I would love to to sh to, to go on screen and be that chick, Wadi Conrose, Abu Betty and Benny, who's just on the streets, who's suffering, because who's, people literally look at me and think all the roles I get are these clean characters who live these opulent lives and all of that. And I said, I literally would love to play um, I think Lubin Boya did that a few years ago and she won a SAFTA award for that. And um, she played a, a very stripped down, suffering woman, mom who has nothing. It's literally like I want to play a role where I'm not recognizable, even physically. No weeds, <laughs> no razor cut, <laughs> no fake hair. Yeah. Well, on Fatal Seduction, of course, I did have the natural hair. I used my afro, which people also get surprised by. Like, what? You actually have an afro? I'm like, yeah, I'm one of those girls. Yeah. I don't relax my hair. I don't straighten my hair. I had dreadlocks for 20 years. And no one knows that because I don't get 
those roles or certainly um, generally have portrayed roles where I do look like I'm more influent, etc. Mm. So one day I promise, I promise and I send it out to the story gods. I send it out to the producers out there and the writers out there. And maybe I send it out to myself as well as a, a creative. Maybe I will one day write for myself and create a role for myself where I'm totally that stripped down girl with the natural afro that people don't realize I have under all those wigs. I don't relax my hair. I don't straighten my hair. I don't do any of that. And I want a character. I'm hoping for a character that will show that side of me. Stripped down, no lashes, <laughs> yeah. no wig, no weeds. And yes, yes, just like Abu Mama and the people that, you know, I grew up, whether it's in my family or Elokshin Langpulakon, where you um, you experience, you know, all different walks of life and different people and different um, situations in life. And I think that's the one thing that I think um, I have not um, uh, been able to, uh, I guess, showcase is that woman that you won't recognize. You will not know me. You will not know. I've got cornrows. I've got this. And it's not just physical. It's not just your hairstyle that informs a character, but just that um, to to be given a role where, no, I'm not affluent. I'm not articulate. I'm not from this type of school. I'm just umama, umklampe, umuntu, who has gone through the most in life and has nothing and is bare. I just want to... Um, portray that side of mm. things. I did that in, 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 in school, in drama school. And I was I would take any role and I would um, ex, um, experiment with different roles because, you know, that's the whole point of being a performer is to, to step yourself into the shoes of people. And I would love to step into the shoes of um, someone who's like that, who has nothing much in life, who's very stripped down, very simple, um, and that people will be like, that can't be her physically. That yeah. can't be her. Just yeah. before we wrap up, we did receive a voice note on 0727021702. Wow. Komoto. She's extremely talented. Very talented. She is actually in the league of Joanne Collins. You know, she I, she reminds me of Alexis in, in, in Dynasty. She is in that league. Very talented woman. I love her to bits. Good will hear. Thank you very much for that message, Goodwill. And Khamoto, thank you very much for your time this morning. It's been great having you on the show. Thank you so much, Googs, um, for the profile. Thanks to your listeners and um, all the good spirits that's been sent, you know, via the um, profiling and um, messaging. Thank you. And, and for you guys, we really, really appreciate always um, being put in the spotlight as artists and being put into contact with the people who really honestly, without them, we wouldn't be there as actors and our work wouldn't be viewed. So thank you very much, Googs. Thank you so much. That is multi-award winning actress Komoto Christopher coming to Generations The Legacy in March. Joining us as our profile guest.